Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Blue Jackets fans. It is Thursday, it is almost the weekend, and this is Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Jay Foster. As always, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So today we are going to finish up our conversation with Sarah Alampato of Locked On Kings about potentially sending Seth Jones there uh, and what, you know, what kind of things we might get back in return. Uh, you know, just... Just a fun little, fun little hypothetical uh, situation for us all. So I will go ahead and get right into it. What kind of a player is Seth Jones today? Because I think a lot of people, you know, I feel like generally people's hockey knowledge of players who aren't on their team generally stops like, you know, two or three years in the past. So, you know, it's like how people look at the Kings and they're like, Oh, the Kings are old and slow and whatever. And I'm like, they haven't been old and slow in like two or three years, but okay, cool. Tell me you don't watch the Kings without telling me you don't watch the Kings. Um, I, I think that it's the same with players who are kind of up on the market in, in that people are looking at Seth Jones and thinking of, the Seth Jones who came over in the trade for Ryan Johansson and the Seth Jones who played like eight gajillion minutes in that five overtime game. Um, and looking at him being like, ah, yes, elite young defenseman, but I'm getting the picture from like stats people that maybe that is not true. And like you said, someone may massively overpay Seth Jones. So what, what is the version of Seth Jones that a team getting him in a trade would be getting today like what what does he do i mean so first of all the thing about seth jones is that it's a classic case of like eye test versus fancy stats type thing and the thing about seth jones is that he is a, i feel like he's a really polarizing figure because i feel like half of the hockey world is like wow he's the best the best young defenseman in the league right now even though he's not, he's not really that young anymore. I mean, he's what, 20, 27, mm-hmm. 28. Um, so he's kind of in his prime right now, but I think a lot of people are like, Oh, he's the best young emerging defenseman. Or they're like, well, look at his fancy stats. His fancy stats are trash. Therefore he's trash. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, it lies somewhere in the middle. I think mm-hmm. um, he's kind of been on a slow decline the past couple of seasons. So he was really, really good in the, Oh God, numbers. He was really good in the 2018-2019 season. That was his best season with us by, by far. And then he wasn't quite as good last season. And then this season he was awful. Hmm. Um, but like, so was everyone on the team. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't think it's like, a, oh, well, Seth Jones was the worst defenseman on this team. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, no, he was probably, he was probably the second best defenseman on his team. It was just a very bad year for for the blue jackets so um i don't think again like his fantasy stats i feel like a lot of people worry about um but and i've talked with um a couple of friends about this kind of my thoughts and whether they agreed i talked to alison lucan uh, mm-hmm. about this and you know as we all know she is the smartest person covering the blue jackets 
today. Uh, so, you know, if she has an opinion, then I generally think it's, you know, the, the correct one. A lot of the things that Seth Jones is good at are things that um, are not readily available in advanced stats yet. So, like, Seth Jones's strength mm-hmm. is transition play. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's something that a stat hasn't really kind of evolved to being able to quantify yet. Um, and you see a lot of people talking about like Seth Jones's game is made for three on three overtime, you know? Mm-hmm. And that is in part, I think, due to his transition play. He is, when he's good, he is so good at getting in and out of the zone. Like his, his transition through the neutral zone, I think, is one of his big strengths. Um, I don't know what his possession numbers were like this season, but he plays, you know, he'll play a gajillion minutes and smile afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think there was that famous tweet after the five overtime game where he played 65 minutes and they were like, <clears throat> how do you feel? And he was like, I feel pretty good. You know, so it's, again, it's, it's tough to say what Seth Jones people will be getting because he mm-hmm. could get the Seth Jones that got Norris votes a couple of seasons ago. They could be getting the Seth Jones of this season. Again, I don't really know what went wrong this season. I feel like we talked about it before either on my show or on Lockdown NHL, you know, COVID fatigue might mm-hmm. have been a factor. I know that there was a big breakout um, in like, not even in preseason, in like pre-preseason when mm-hmm. they just opened the facilities up. And like without wanting to get into kind of Seth Jones off the ice, I get the feeling he doesn't particularly um, put much stock in masks and mm-hmm. social distancing and stuff like that. So I suspect like at least part of this season is COVID fatigue. Um, and I would I would expect him to be a lot better next season. But yeah, I don't think he is this kind of all singing, all dancing, incredible uh, dynamic defenseman that the a lot of the typical hockey media guys do. Coming up in just a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Sarah about Seth Jones, but first I've got to tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why would you endure pointless or intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether you can put it on or in your car or truck, you can find it at rockauto.com. Catalog is unique, super easy to navigate, and you can... Quickly see all the parts available for your car, choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, those prices are always reliably low. And the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now? See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com I've also got to tell you about Wealthfront. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. Only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favour if you're doing it alone, so why not team up with Wealthfront instead? Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalised just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, 
no watching the stock market every day. They will handle all the investing for you based on the pre preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. Once again, that is wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to get your first $5,000 managed for free and start growing your savings today. Yeah, I definitely saw one, one of those, you know, very fancy charts that was comparing him with Zach Wierenski because a lot of people were bringing up the argument of like, listen, all of the Blue Jackets were terrible. Like you can't necessarily judge Seth Jones's numbers because the whole team is bad. And I have certainly used that same, you know, Kings fans are very familiar with that line of thinking because they apply it to Drew Doughty all the time. Of, well, of course, Doughty's numbers are bad. He is the number one guy and the team in front of him is horrible. Um, but the, the, the chart that I saw was comparing Wierenski and Jones and Zach Wierenski's numbers were just amazing. Like I was like, how do I get this guy on my team? And then Seth Jones's numbers were like, meh. So, yeah. And again, I think it, it goes back to a lot of the things that Zach Wierenski is good at are things that you can quantify. Mm -hmm. So Zach Wierenski, again, is his transition play is pretty good, but I feel like Zach Wierenski's upside is his offense. You know, he's, mm -hmm. he is the, the epitome of, you know, a rover. Right. Um, and Seth Jones is kind of a little bit as well but not in the way that Zach Wierenski is. Um, and so I think a lot of the, a lot, again, a lot of the things that Zach Wierenski is good at are things that you can look, you can put down on a stat sheet and be like, okay, look, he did this, this, and this, this game, because that's a solid thing that we can measure. And with Seth Jones, it's very much a case of, well, he didn't really factor into any of the offense or the defense, like in a, a traditional way. Although I was surprised at the end of the season, and I looked it up and he'd have like a on a very bad team that couldn't score I think he had 25 assists which is is not terrible for I think it was good for like fifth on the team or something which is you know obviously not not a number that you want from your defenseman you'd want ideally I think you'd want a top defenseman to be uh you know closer to 50 points but on a very bad Columbus team that didn't know how to score goals for probably a third of the season I think you know Fifth on the team for, for Seth Jones is, is pretty. Um, the, the thing about Jones versus Wierenski, Jones is not going to be the guy making those highlight reel kind of scoring plays or like Zach Wierenski occasionally will just do this thing where he takes the puck up the ice and puts it in the net and does that like full 200 foot like style offense and Seth Jones just isn't that he's way more understated he's um he's just that that's just not that's just not the player is and I think if people are hoping to pick Seth Jones up as you know that kind of dynamic offensive player I think they're probably going to be a little bit disappointed because that's not that shouldn't be why you need Seth Jones right. on your team Seth Jones right. is not going to be a, a 20 goal scorer like Zach Wolenski yeah. was last season yeah so looking at the fact that the Blue Jackets are in kind of an unpleasant position with having a player who is now publicly, like, did this, did this actually, actually back up? Like, did this come from, how did this news get out there? 
Like, how, how did this become <sighs> public? <laughs> I feel like Elliot Friedman tweeted it. Um, I have anything better to do. <laughs> right, it's the off season. Go away. <laughs> but, um, so Elliot, I believe that's what happened anyway. Elliot Friedman tweeted it and then uh, Portsland picked up on it and then it kind of went. Yeah. <laughs> again, like, I, I, again, I don't know who who leaked it mm-hmm. the, the the original thing i think was just seth jones has informed the blue jackets that he's going to explore free agency yeah and so it's ne- it has and again like the the thing it's not been officially said that he's not resigning with them but this whole i want to explore free agency i think is a way to say that you're not staying without saying that you're not staying you know Tell right. me, tell me you don't want to be a blue jacket without telling me you want to be a blue jacket. You don't want to be a blue jacket, you know. So, so that's kind of how he came out was uh, friggin' bane of my life, Elliot Friedman. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, on guess- my he's on my list for a different reason at the minute. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I guess it, yeah, it doesn't matter to the player. I guess if you know, Seth Jones probably doesn't care if the Blue Jackets get like totally boned in this trade. You know, he just wants right. to go somewhere else. So, you know, from, from the player and the player agent standpoint, you know, who cares? It's not like a contract negotiation and it might, you know, much like the Dubois going fairly public with his uh, desire to not be there anymore. It sort of sped things up to get him, uh, to get him somewhere else. So I I get it. It's, but yeah, go to Elliot Friedman, like just go back to, I don't know, talking about Canadian teams or something. It's fine. Yeah. Go away. Like, go, I would say go pay attention to the Leafs, but oops. Oops. Oh, darn. <laughs> oh, darn. Can't, can't, oh, can't do that one. Speaking of suffering, uh, the Blue Jackets are going to have to trade him because they're not going to want to let him walk. Like, obviously that is, that's going to be the case. What, I guess this is probably like two different answers of what do you hope the Blue Jackets get? in exchange for Seth Jones? And what do you think is more likely that they're going to wind up with? Oh, man. This is... <laughs> I mean, like, I have some some answers for, like... Oh, well, like... What was the... Oh, the other day I, I was talking on Twitter. And I was like, oh, let's do Seth Jones for Nylander one for one. Mm-hmm. Just to try and, like, manifest that. Like, that's obviously the, the ideal, I think. But the problem is... If we trade, we're not getting a player like Nylander for, mm-hmm. for Seth Jones, I don't think. Um, so it's it's tough. I've seen as high as, I've seen people say things as high as Mana for Seth Jones, which again, I still don't want because mm-hmm. uh, I want that cap hit on, on the Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. And I've seen things like, oh, we'll give you a second round pick and Justin Braun for him. You know, so it's, it, it's the ideal will be somewhere in the middle. Um, but it's, it'll be interesting to see, obviously we're recording this just before the draft lottery. Mm -hmm. So I think what happens in the draft lottery might influence. So like if we pick first overall and, you know, not knock on wood, end up going with a guy like Owen Power, then I would say go out and get a center for Seth Mm -hmm. Jones, because then we have you know, a couple of years down the line, but we've replaced that defensive piece that we've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the annoying thing as well, not to like completely go on a tangent, but literally last off season, we traded Ryan Murray and Marcus Nudavara to make, ostensibly to make room for Dubois' new contract. Hmm. But that gutted us defensively. 
We've lost Savard to Tampa Bay. So now our defence at the minute, if, if Seth Jones goes and we don't get a defenceman back from, our defence at the minute is looking something like Wierenski, Gavrikov, Del Zotto, uh, and then whichever three monsters would like to make it. Uh, like we're looking at maybe losing Dean Kukan to Seattle, which will be a shame because... I really like Dean Kukan. I think he's got, you know, a high-ish ceiling for us. Um, But the fact of the matter is we go from having what I thought two seasons ago was one of the strongest and deepest defense in the league. Like we have Ryan Murray and Marcus Nudemara on our third line pairing, you know, like that's that's pretty deep. And now we have like Zach Gorinsky and Vladislav Gavrikov and Michael Delzato and children. Mm. So... I would like to see us get a defenseman back. Um, if if we don't win the if we don't win the draft lottery, then uh, I'd, I'd like I'd like to see us get a defenseman. Uh, or ideally, you know, we're not going to get a number one center for Seth Jones. But I do feel like there is a certain irony in mm-hmm. us trading our at the time number one center Ryan Johansson for Seth Jones, and now you know six years later, here we are. <laughs> Coming up in just a minute, I've got the end of my conversation with Sarah, but first I've got to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest ad you can trade about in all of your sports action. You know, the playoffs are in full swing right now, and you can track all of the action for that at Bet Online. They've got all the latest news, info, and odds for all your sporting needs, including NHL, MLB, NBA, and all of your UFC, MMA action. So before the next shift, make sure you head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all of the great news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the bench anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today. If you use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that is betonline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, and you will get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I saw someone say uh, a first, a second, and uh, Evan Bouchard from the Oilers. Ooh. Which I wouldn't wouldn't hate. Wouldn't hate that. I don't know oh. a ton about Bouchard, but like a first I, and a second would would probably, especially from the Oilers, who are probably going to be bad next season. Because, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, death, taxes, etc. Yeah. So. And, and I, I think, I think from the little I know is that from knowing a lot of Oilers people is that um, Bouchard has basically been Oilered in that he is a very, a pretty highly touted young defense prospect, but Oilers. So. Right. Yeah. You know, the Oilers don't know how to develop defensemen. So. Right. So I, I think that his, every year I feel like everyone's like, oh, is it Evan Bouchard season? Is he going to finally join the Oilers? And every year it's like, nope, here's this 40 year old we signed <laughs> instead to punch people. Um, right. So, you know, yeah, I feel like he's someone who could maybe use a team that knows what to do with him. Right. And we kind uh, of, Oilers. we kind of did that with, with Seth Jones a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, when he came over from Nashville, kind of came over because he was never going to get first line minutes there because it was going to be Shea Weber and Roman Yossi for the next million years and then obviously you know that didn't happen Seth Jones mm-hmm. went uh, sorry Shea Weber went to Montreal mm-hmm. Roy and P.K. Subban and that didn't last and now you know but it's it feels very kind of blue jackets to take a guy that doesn't really have an opportunity to play very high in the lineup on a mm-hmm. different team and be like ah yes new boy play on the first line see what happens 
So not that I'm suggesting that Evan Bouchard will be a, a top-line defenseman for us, but I don't hate a first or second and a highly touted uh, young defenseman in return. For the record, I wish you could have seen my face when you said Michael Dosado because I totally forgot that he existed. And like the fact that your your, your defense is Zach Wierenski, another dude, Michael Delzato, and some children. Is, and three children in a trench coat. Yeah, yes, it's, is, it's, it's, re- it's looking real bad out there in, yeah, uh, in yeah. the blue line. Yeah, and um, like- in, the, fairness, the- in fairness to Delzato, in fairness to Michael Delzato, he was a surprisingly consistent defenseman for us this season. And also, I believe he and Jack Roslovic have decided to be like best friends, um, <laughs> which is very, very good for me personally, as a noted Jack Roslovic fan. <laughs> so that's really funny. Also, like the free agent market is bad for defensemen. So yeah. it really might be those three children in a trench coat. Well, I mean, we'd have we have to re-sign Del Zotto as well, is, is oh, the thing. So he he was on a what he was on like a one-year peak mid yeah. contract. So we'll we'll see. Again, like if we're not signing Seth Jones to eight million dollars, then we'll have some more small mm-hmm. cap space to play mm-hmm. with. But uh, <laughs> the whole thing is just like and guess what? We get to do this again to it next year with Zach Wransky. Oh no. Um, I hate this team. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of I don't I don't know that I gave you a lot to work on there in terms of like potential trades, but a, a good young center or defenseman and a pick would probably be a, a decent a decent space, a decent starting place. And you can't try and trade Jeff Carter to me anymore because he's not there. I can't. I can't. And that's <laughs> that's quite honestly um rude that i bullying. can't do that it's bullying it's fine. <laughs> every locked on kings listener knows exactly how bad i've been bullied since the kings made that trade and it's just it's just a part of life and i know that you would not be interested in the slightly used uh drew dowdy who i would otherwise try to offload on you i won't no, even <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah I, I think the most crucial thing with trading for seth jones and like for me thinking of it in terms of, okay, if the Kings want to acquire him, it's more about what deal does he get next? Because, and I feel like that might be a thing that makes the Kings shy away from that sort of deal because they already have Drew Doughty on a very long-term stupid contract. Um, They have a bunch of, they have a couple of young defensemen, youngish defensemen on sort of bridge deals. They have, you know, Mikey Anderson, who's still on his entry level contract. So they'll have a little longer to make a decision on him, but like, you know, I don't think they're, I don't think they should be getting a guy who they're going to want to sign to like the max deal. Like, especially no, someone whose I, numbers I, have been trending down. Like, yeah, I feel don't. like it kind of, it, go, it all circles back to kind of what I was saying about Chicago, which is, I feel like the Kings could use him as kind of a stepping stone mm-hmm. to help develop those younger defensemen and give them a little bit more sheltering while they mm-hmm. finish developing and maybe do that kind of, yeah, we'll trade for, uh, basically we'll, we'll rent him out for a season and, and, um, and then move on. I feel like people are only kind of looking at LA because they have such a good stock yes. of, uh, you know, there's lots of, excuse me, there's lots of draft picks in the cupboard yeah. and lots of prospects in the cupboard, yeah. you know? So you <laughs> can basically yeah. op- open the cupboard and be like, here, have this boy right. and this pick. Yeah. And we'll take a year of Seth Jones. I feel yeah. like is is the way 
it's the way it makes sense for Mm -hmm. for LA yeah and so much cap space I feel like every deal that every possible guy who gets moved is connected to the Kings because they're one of the only teams that can take on a lot of money without having to do gymnastics but I, I, I hope that they are also conscious of the fact that you know, in just a few years, they're going to have to pay some of these kids. So right. don't get crazy. And I think that's all the time I have for today. Tomorrow, uh, like I mentioned yesterday, I have got one third of the boys over at Locked on Sharks to come and talk to me about drafting and who the Blue Jackets should pick at fifth overall. So we'll have Kyle Demetrius uh, on the show tomorrow and he has some really great draft information for me and for all of you so make sure you tune in for that i have been jay foster this is locked on blue jackets you can follow me on twitter at jay the goalie you can follow this podcast at lo underscore blue jackets and if you have comments questions criticisms you can email me at locked on blue jackets at gmail.com until tomorrow make sure you stay locked on